Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Shane Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outcast Catholic Podcast, an excellent podcast with two priests from the Midwest talking about all sorts of stuff. And we are so glad that you've joined us via whatever your favorite podcast app is, perhaps the radio if you're driving around Northwest Iowa. Welcome one and all. And here we are. I'm Father Travis Crotty. And I'm Father Shane Demon. And we're happy to have you. Sorry, I kind of left you hanging there for a little bit. That's all right. You were doing your thing. I was kind of just trying it out. Just today easing the, into it. Today at the high school. Um, so kind of, we have like, do you guys have uh, daily announcements over the... Sure. Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. Well, I've heard some schools don't. Oh. Well, well, I don't know. I heard my school doesn't because schools that have like a K through 12 system, it's hard to like just pipe into certain rooms. And oh, like, okay. Like bells. So we have these announcements and it's kind of like a pecking order like... In our small, smaller school, the high school uh, principal offers them. If he's gone, I think one of the secretaries reads them. But it was like everyone in the office, for some reason, for different reasons, was gone today. So it fell to the development director. And it was just really fun because she kind of spiced it up. It's usually a pretty boring, um, yeah, lame, just kind of like reading off this sheet. And she kind of like, welcome to your daily announcements. And I had to give some announcement about mass. And she said, and my special guest, Father Travis Crotty. So it was, it was a lot of fun. We could do an outcast or outcast uh, Catholic podcast through daily announcements at your high wow, school. Wow, that'd be great. If we just set up yeah. our mics right next to the mic. We could. Um, that might be actually kind of nice. We could. I don't know if the students would enjoy sitting there for 20 minutes. No, we'd have to shorten it up a little bit. Listening to us. We'd have to shorten it up. Talk about random stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not really convinced that the students actually listen to uh, the announcements. Also, some of the Or podcasts. Or podcasts. <laughs> well, they don't. <laughs> I told them, I told a lot of my students, if there are any students, well, I actually need a shout out. I forgot her name. There's a student at your former uh, high school you were assigned to, St. Edmunds uh-huh. in Fort Dodge, who listens, who um, was talking to um, one of my friends from high school. I think it was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. Okay. And she said, yeah, there's this podcast where these, these priests talk, and, and one, of, one of the young ones, he's, he's really great, and he rides a moped. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Travis Crotty. Yeah. She, you know him? Yeah, we went to high school together. So whoever that is, St. Edmund's student, um, thanks for listening. Um, don't know why I brought that up, but anyways, moving on. It's good to see you again, Father Travis. <laughs> and it was fun to see you recently not recording a podcast. I got to get to run into you recently at the Diocesan Jubilee Mass. Yeah, it was another first in my first year of priesthood. Yeah, what's a Jubilee Mass for all Jubilee of our mass. listeners? Well, um, yeah. It's when priests celebrate big anniversaries of priestly ordination. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people realize, but especially for Catholic priests, ordination is celebrated something like wedding anniversaries each right. year. It's a Absolutely. big deal. Remembering the the day of consecration to the Lord and the priesthood, the day of receiving the sacrament, the day of commitment to him of lifelong ministry and a relationship of, yeah, uh, a, a, pre, a new priestly identity, which is really powerful. So it's really exciting when, when men celebrate these kind of uh, benchmark or, yeah, milestone anniversaries of like 25 years or 50 years. Is that usually what it is, just 25, yeah. 50? 
Yeah, twenty five fifty. Sometimes we've had sixty. You if know. guys make it that long, yeah, right. sixty years of priest. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's incredible to be a guy in his first year of priestly ministry, watching men who've been ordained almost twice my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really inspiring, uh, right? And it's yeah, it's it's beautiful, and it's another one of those moments where a lot of the presbyterate, and that's a fancy name for just all the priests of a diocese, many of them gather together to con celebrate the mass. And to like honor these men and kind of celebrate that, so it was great. So the mm-hmm. the mass was beautiful great. reality, beautiful reality. beautiful reality, as Father uh, Jim Mason would say. Yeah, it really was nice. We weren't have, able to have the Jubilee Mass last year to celebrate the Jubilee and celebrating their anniversaries because of the pandemic. First time we had able to, been able to get together with a very large showing of priests and deacons across the diocese who showed up. Very fraternal day. Great to celebrate the gift of the priesthood and the. Uh, the confirmation of these lives of holy men yeah. to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. It's inspiring for me as I prepare to celebrate my first year of anniversary, uh, in uh, first year of priesthood. I don't know how I'm saying that. Whatever. My first anniversary of the priesthood. Yeah, it's coming up. In June, yeah. yeah that's right. But uh, it's cool to see that. So that was great. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking, though, this summer, nice little smooth segue here. Yes, into summer. Super segue. Yeah, super smooth segue there. Um I've just been talking to some students and realizing as of late that um, it is not uncommon for families who travel on vacation or spend time at a, maybe at a lake if they have a lake house or if they have a timeshare or something to kind of just skip out <coughs> on mass mm. uh, for the summertime. Oops. Um, I, now I've been in our diocese. We have the, the luxurious um, Lake Okoboji and the great lakes like, of Iowa. Lakes of Iowa. I mean, yes. what a place it's really great. Um, and there are two parishes there, and I've been to some of the summer masses, and they're absolutely jam-packed. Right. Uh, St. Joseph in Milford, for example, it's like any spare space they have on that campus, people are sitting during these masses. Right, overflow rooms. Overflow space. Yeah. I mean, there's overflow rooms for the overflow rooms. It's right. huge. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's really inspiring to see all these people who make a point in their in their vacation time when they're kind of taking this time to rest and have leisure. Um and they're planning to get away, that mass is a priority. That's right. really inspiring. However, um, a lot of those folks are an older generation that have made mass a priority. But I'm talking to some of these students who are in middle school and high school, and it's pretty clear that they've never done that their entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a number of, of students who've kind of said that. And it's like when I mentioned that, uh, you know that there's parishes in almost every town. And, you know, you're never that far from a Catholic church, right. especially in the Midwest. Right. Um, when I told somebody that there were two parishes in the Okoboji area, they were kind of shocked. I'm like, where have you been this whole time? Right. But I've noticed that you know people get really, it's in a beautiful way. In my first year of priesthood, I've seen that Lent is just this incredible time of intentionality. Uh, people come to parish missions that are offered. They come to different kind of retreats that are offered, maybe different talks, more confession times, more masses. We added a, another daily mass at 6.45 a.m. And people showed up who didn't, used to come to the other masses. So, I mean, people become very intentional about their Lenten practices and their desire to grow closer to the Lord. But then, as we take vacation from school, as we take vacation from our work in different capacities in the summertime, there is a temptation to just sort of like take a break from the intentionality of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's too bad because I think things like that are what lead to feeling especially outcast from an experience of the faith. Um, when it just does become kind of like a seasonal experience, um, then it's kind of like other seasonal experiences, like getting 
tropical snow snow cones or something that you know well they're nice for the summertime but then you know back it up or kind of like it's pretty easy to move from that to just the christmas and easter thing of like just the kind of the important holidays or something like that Mm -hmm. but what i've been thinking is that the intentionality that's required to make mass a priority is present in people's lives um especially those who plan big family vacations the amount of intentionality that's present there is enormous i mean you're you're planning every detail of the trip because Everything has to be planned. Where you stay, where you eat, everything's planned. Theme parks, what's our campground? Every attraction that you go to, yeah. whatever the type Reservations of... Reservations for this and that. Yeah, yeah, everything must be planned, especially mm-hmm. with a family. It's a little bit different if you're just traveling as a couple or, or, or some friends. There's a little bit more room for spontaneity. Otherwise, there's an incredible amount of intentionality. Lots of planning weeks and months before to make sure it can work, taking off work and making sure everything's lined up for the trip. Right. Um, Gosh, it would, I'd, I'd hope that, a, you know, making the making the small sacrifice to be intentional about mass could be one of the first things that'd be planned. And when you say this intentionality, you know, some might have the intentionality of of worshiping the Lord on a regular basis seasonally, but you can wonder: has that gone to the intentionality of finding refreshment in Jesus? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yes, going to mass out of your Sunday obligation, there is. Uh, there's value to that. There's merit to that. Um, but one one might want to ask themselves, have I gotten to the point where I can return to kind of the source of living water? Mm-hmm. Is there an attraction to say, I, I really need to be plugged into divinity right now. I need to find my refreshment outside of the chaos of this world or the amusement of this world and go a little deeper uh, and actually be in relationship with God himself. Right. Um, when that's present, when the roots of the faith go deep, then you know you're, you're really in fertile territory then. Mm-hmm. Then you know that there is a relationship that doesn't want to take a hiatus, even on vacation, even if you're traveling. That's a relationship that is always seeking communion, that's always seeking nourishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, if you're finding yourself just kind of going through the motions or not feeling, feeling the... Uh, the drive or the initiative to stay plugged into God, even in the summer months, on vacation, whatever, um, you might want to do a little soul searching to say, okay, where am I finding my true refreshment? And where is my relationship with God really at? What is this a superficial level or can it go a little deeper? Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. The, you know, the, the mass has been referred to as a wellspring, a wellspring of worship, um, and a place where you can draw deeply, uh, and receive refreshment. It's not always understood. It's not always maybe encouraged, um, and it can be difficult, right? If you if you have little kids or something like that, and it's and it's distracting or something like that, or if it's difficult to get to mass um, to make that a priority, but and it's difficult if there's poor preaching, poorly performed and executed music or things like that, um, a distracting, you know, kind of I don't know decorations of the church or something. But the mass in and of itself of gathering together as God's people and offering our lives in prayer and then receiving from him himself in the Eucharist. I mean, that can be an incredibly rich, I mean, it ought to be, I mean, that's, that's what we hope people experience. Um, And the beautiful thing is that each week that can be a place of refreshment that when you experience kind of the bodily refreshment of um, bodily and psychological refreshment of vacation uh, that this, regular weekly experience of spiritual refreshment at mass could be very much a part of the refreshment of, I might just be saying the same thing you said, but 
of your vacation itself. Yeah, It's well stated. The other thing that I think people might forget about is there can be kind of an adventure when you go check out a new parish. Yeah. You know, different architecture, different art. Look at these stained glass windows. Hearing a different preacher, maybe just kind of uh, amazed by a different choir or different instrumentalist. Maybe, you know, you show up in a parish and there's a violinist who's just praising God, you know, with their their exceptional talents. Um, I think it's very refreshing, you know, uh, to see life in a different parish gives you that gives you an opportunity to kind of branch out of your normal routine. Uh, How do things speak differently in other cultures? Maybe you even you know come across a different language ethnicity or a language group for your mass. Maybe you even find a, a different ritual. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're at a Ruthenian parish or something, and that's what you can find while you're you're traveling. Mm-hmm. It's still in union with Rome, still valid sacraments. Um, but there can be a wonderful opportunity to kind of broaden your horizons of the experience of church. Yeah, you know, when you're traveling, getting different perspectives from a different homilist. Uh, just you know, seeing the, maybe the reverence and the beauty of of a different congregation, uh, just seeing them for the fresh for first time with fresh eyes, as opposed to always sitting by the same people in the same pews. Yeah, it can be wonderfully rejuvenating to mm-hmm. kind of step into that. Yeah, I don't know if they listen, but my mom and stepdad do that often, and actually, that's been kind of a recent thing that my stepdad travels for work. My mom might go meet him like the last day of like whatever conference he's at. And it's been these major cities in the U.S. So the, I mean, I think they have almost seen more U.S. cathedrals than I have at this point. Oh, that's beautiful. They often conference centers often are, are in city centers, right? And they kind of seek out the cathedral. Well, why not? I mean, we could find any parish, but these beautiful historic churches with oftentimes beautiful choirs and like well executed liturgies and stuff. And mm-hmm. it has been that it's been very refreshing and exciting. And they often call me right after the mass and tell me, gosh, we just went to the cathedral in Las Vegas, or we went to the cathedral in San Antonio or something like that. Right. Um, and it really does. It shows the universality of the church. I've, I've noticed, especially there's so much good. We talked way back when we started the podcast about the kind of provincial life mm-hmm. of small town Midwest. There's so many good things about, a provincial parish community experience. That's that's what rate formed me in Verina, Iowa. Sixty five mm-hmm. people at St. Columkill Parish. But there can be sometimes a closed mindedness that comes with being kind of that's your only experience of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And so often when people experience the universal nature of the church through something like World Youth Day or even a Steubenville conference with so many people come together. But the kind of other end of that is when you're the one who travels around and sees the expressions of the faith it helps you realize that the Catholic church is not just my local parish. Right. It's the entire world. Absolutely. That can be very refreshing. And just, and if you're going on vacation to like, oh, well, let's go see a national park. Let's go visit a new city. Well, you're already going with the mentality of seeing something new. Right. You're already going with the mentality of broadening your horizons. I hope he listens. Uh, another shout out to uh, Father Taylor Leffler, who's been on the podcast before. But uh-huh. we recently took a trip together to Seattle. Yes. And I had never been. He'd been once. And so we were on Pike's Place, like right by the water, and it was great. Well, I looked on a map, and I was, I was trying to do this, see the cathedral. Why not, if it's close enough? Well, I noticed it was like, I don't know, like 10 blocks away or something. Great, no big deal. We can just walk 10 blocks in downtown city. Might have actually been less than that. Well, if you've been in Seattle, everything like up the hill from, it's like up like the side of like a mountain. I mean, sure. it's, it's, it's extremely steep. And so we... Thankfully, it wasn't too warm while we were there, but we started hiking up the the street to go to this cathedral. I mean, it was pretty clear, like once we got up, that um, 
on the way down from the beautiful cathedral in Seattle, there was this dog who was struggling to get up the hill on the other side. And Father Taylor just said, I felt like that dog when you were dragging me up this hill. Um, <laughs> Uber, please. No, seriously, yeah, yeah. But it's, it is. It's exciting to see the history, too. Like, to see that I think it was Mother Cabrini who would pray often in the cathedral in downtown in Seattle and to learn the history of that and realize, wow, the church has been the Pacific Northwest, you know. Um, yeah, just to realize that the faith has grown all over our country. Yeah. And so we, we, we go to these places expecting to expand our horizons. Mm-hmm. We go with a sense of curiosity wanting to kind of seek other lands, seek other worlds. And why not, why not take that same interest in finding the refreshment of the, the common, not common like pedestrian, but common as familiar relationship with the Lord that's comforting in its familiarity, while also seeking out kind of the fun and new expressions of the faith by joining another parish for their Sunday worship. Mm-hmm. Great opportunity with that intentionality that you spoke of earlier, Father, uh, for all of our families as they plan on their summer vacations, start mm-hmm. some travels, get out of the normal routine of maybe the academic school year, uh, but still keep that intentionality of relationship with Jesus very strong. Yeah, and the whole point of vacation is to break the kind of status quo that you find yourself in that might be kind of like a grind and just try to have some refreshment. We can get into that I, that mentality sometimes with the faith of that good enough experience um, where, yeah, well, I make it to Mass most of the time or I send my kids to Catholic school or we kind of like do the bare minimum when it comes to being Catholic. But I mean, just, just notice the whole desire for refreshment and like newness and a vacation. We want that in the faith, even if we're not aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us like priests need that. We need that encouragement to kind of be renewed in our priestly ministry. Um, but families too, and, and young adults who are, you know, still, still finding their way and discerning the Lord's will in their life um, to take it to the next level, not just to kind of, to live the bare minimum experience of the faith, but to take, yeah, to, to break that status quo um, and committing to going to mass, even on vacation, mm-hmm. even at the lakes, mm-hmm. can be like that first step for that. So Absolutely. Good just hope everybody receives this encouragement well. Um, maybe start as you're planning your summer vacations, or if you have already planned it, you know, pencil in or maybe perhaps dark pen <laughs> when and where you're going to mass. Um, there's, you know, not a lot of excuses with, uh, the internet so readily available to find oh, mass times.org and all that yeah, all that stuff is great but yeah. um yeah everybody thanks for uh continuing to desire something more you know that's clear if you're if you're if you're joining us weekly um you want something more in your faith and you want something more from the lord um want something more from the church so thanks for leaning into that and keep tuning in for more of these good conversations where we're kind of trying to lean into what it means to be outcast and try to move away from feeling so outcast from the church or from the lord so, Father Shane, great thoughts. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for your encouragement, Father Travis, about you know being so intentional about things. Uh, it's great to be with you, and uh, God bless to all of our listeners. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless. <laughs>